to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, I am in New York. It took me about three hours longer than I anticipated. All I know is that for three hours I sat at the gate in Orlando as two men worked on the wing and the engine of the airplane that I was supposed to fly on. So that was not at all disturbing, but uh, we eventually got here just got to my hotel i'm recording with you and then i'm going to go have dinner with ashley robbie and my friend jessica before we all see the shark is broken so very very glad to be here don't like the running around i try to plan on being here early but that the reason i do do it early is for situations like this where there are unforeseen circumstances but i am here and very happy about it you can hear all about my trip if you head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadwayradio.com slash patreon where i will be doing a daily travelogue talking about everything that i do but grace uh one of the things i wanted to start the show with is i actually have had a couple additions to my schedule starting first on thursday i'm going to go to an industry reading for a new musical called white rose are you familiar with this one i know some people that you uh, are a big fan of are, are involved with it yeah i've got lots of friends in the show i'm really excited about it i, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it yeah so it is directed by will nunziato and the cast is being led by ren rivera it will also feature antonio cipriano matt DeAngelis, former broadway radio guest jordan dobson and others most excitingly for me another former broadway radio guest mauricio martinez is going to be in it and i didn't know i was going to this until literally i was on my ride in the car from the airport mauricio and i have plans to meet up already before this so we might have to do it around this and then your friend Vibu is one of the people who has contributed material to the show. So very much looking forward to that on Thursday. And then Saturday, I went ahead and, and bit the bullet and got a ticket to see Titanic in their rare five o'clock window. So I'm going to go from a two o'clock show to the five o'clock show to an eight o'clock show. I love Titanic. I've seen it once already. I'm really excited to see this new cast. So you can follow along with all of those adventures over at Patreon. Now, Grace, I know you weren't feeling well yesterday, so I don't know how much TV you've watched, but starting on Tuesday, the first two episodes of season three of Only Murders in the Building has premiered. I'm assuming you haven't watched it? No, I didn't know it was already out. That's so exciting. Yes, so I watched them while I was sitting in the airport. The The reason I'm bringing this up now is not only because... Martin Short is a Tony winner and 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 Steve Martin is a former Broadway composer and Tony nominee himself. But like always, the show has had a bunch of Broadway people in it. This season is specifically set on Broadway. And I'm not going to spoil anything because they're even in the first two episodes. There's a lots of twists and turns, as you would expect from this show. But season three just has an incredible amount of Broadway people involved in addition to all of the people who are already regulars on it, including Jackie Hoffman. We've got Meryl Streep, Jesse Williams, Ashley Park, Wesley Taylor. Andrea Martin is back as a, as a series regular for this season, having been a guest star on last season. Paul Rudd is also one of the folks in this one. It is set around a Broadway show, and it was really fun. There were some really cool references in these first couple episodes. It looks like at some point there was like they were – flashing back to an old production of No Strings, which was kind of fun. Um, They mentioned schmackeries. There was also something that really strange credulity. When you see who they cast as someone who is presumably a New York Times theater critic, there's no way that person was ever going to be the lead New York Times theater critic, which when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I've watched the first two episodes. Really, really great. Recommend that. 
Uh, but let's go ahead and get into a little bit of news here, Grace. We always love things that make theater more accessible. And we previously talked about Kids Night on Broadway. It will be returning on August 29th and tickets are now available to purchase. How this works is through the Broadway League and presented by the New York Times. There are free tickets for kids to come see Broadway shows if an adult that they go with buys a ticket as well. The show's participating for the August run, and they do this a couple times a year, will be A Beautiful Noise, Aladdin, Back to the Future, Chicago, The Cottage, Hadestown, Cursed Child, Here's Lo- Here Lies Love, Kimberly Akimbo, The Lion King, MJ, Moulin Rouge, Once Upon a One More Time, Shucked, Six, Some Like It Hot, and Wicked. These will take place again on Tuesday the 29th. Once Upon a One More Time does not have... Tuesday performances, so that's what theirs will actually be on the 30th. So if you want more information on that, kidsnightonbroadway.com, or you can check out the show notes. I'm the one that normally goes to see things with nieces and nephews, but if you had to take a, a youngster with you to see any one of those shows, which one would it be? That's so hard. Um, it depends on the age of the young person. Yeah. I have taken a young person before to Aladdin and it was really magical. So if they've never gotten to see Disney on Broadway, I think that that is such an, a once in a lifetime experience um, and getting to see the carpet fly. Speaking of things that may or may not fly, um, I think that Back to the Future on that middle middle uh, age human. Yeah. I, I don't think that you can really go wrong with anything that has like a comedic vein. I think that children love to laugh and they can spot BS a mile away. So um, I think that actually taking a young person to the cottage would be really fun. Yeah. I, I just think that like the more, the more times you're able to expose young people to dance and movement and song and beautiful set dressings and all those things, it's just such a creative, exciting experience that you can't really go wrong. So I love this initiative every single year. Yeah, so many good ones. And you and I have gone with a young child that I am related to to see Cursed Child uh, before. So No, no, no. We just found the child on the street and we were like, we do you want to come see a Broadway show? And then we got in trouble for it, but it was crazy. Uh, no, it was it was a child close to your heart. Um, and that was really, really magical. Yeah, that was great. My 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 niece and brother when we were in, I guess that was like March of 2022, I guess. It's been a, it's been a year and a half since then. But um, so very exciting. All right, let's look at last week's Broadway grosses. We did lose two shows from the previous frame, so we're down to just 26 shows on Broadway during last week. But despite that fact, grosses only dipped about 4% to come in at $30,058,627. Attendance was down 7% to 230393 folks. But, of course, ticket price went up to $130.47. You were just talking about Disney on Broadway and how magical that is. So magical that Lion King, as always, is the number one grossing show on Broadway. It came in at $2,493,550. It was followed, I mean, almost a half million, more than a half million dollars behind by Hamilton at 1.9, then Wicked a little behind at 1.9, Funny Girl at 1.8, and then Parade in its closing week on Broadway. And and do note that it did nine performances, but still, it did $1.8 million in its final week at the Jacobs, which is very, very exciting. Coming up next and going in sequential order down for the rest of the shows in the Million Dollars Club was Sweeney Todd, but again, they only do seven shows. Then Aladdin, MJ, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Back to the Future, and Juliet, and Moulin Rouge to wrap that up. Down at the other end of the scale, um, we had some shows that were still... Getting their feet wet, um, The Shark is Broken, which is still in previews, so we hope that will continue to go up when it opens on Thursday night. Then The Cottage, Once Upon a One More Time, and Just For Us. 
Interestingly enough, Back to the Future having having open had the largest growth of any show on Broadway last week, picking up three hundred thirty-four thousand seven hundred twenty bucks. I'm assuming Grace that has a lot to do with like comps and you know uh, critics being in there that kind of kept the price down a little bit over the previous week. But even though the reviews weren't great, do you get a sense that this is something that kind of like you talked about with the kids? This is a show that's fun. It has a name that people recognize, and it seems the fact that it grossed, you know, one one million four hundred seventy thousand dollars last week that people are excited to go see this one. They are, and I think that due to like the London hype and the fact that like on the street it's so large, their marquee at the Winter Garden is massive. There's no person mm-hmm. that recognizes the DeLorean that would not be absolutely stopped. In- their tracks by that um and then the store next door so it, it's absolutely it makes sense that there's probably going to be a lot of walk-up traffic because um people walking by generally in times square are stunned and amazed by um the out the um the the front of house so i think that i think that you're going to see a lot of that and i think that just because of them having the west end production and then now bringing it to broadway and that today name recognition you've got also the michael j fox documentary that just came out you've got that press coverage i mean mm-hmm. it's it's an amalgamation of a lot of things um, and the Winter Garden is just such an incredible, massive house. So it's it's a lot of winning factors. All right. Well, let's move over to some real quick show and casting news. Yesterday, the Public Theater announced the cast for the upcoming free invite-only industry reading of Francois and the Rebels, a new punk opera. It's going to be taking place on August 18th. This was conceived and features a book, music, and lyrics by Jamie Sapero, who a lot of people know he was on the, the TV show Smash, but has gone on to be a creator and an activist following that show. The cast includes Michael Wordley, Jay Jones, Kevin Curtis, Christina Nicole Miller, Christian Brailsford, and others, highlighted by Crystal and Lloyd, who I saw in 1776 and was uh, fantastic, also in Dear Evan Hansen. So that is very exciting. The The show is being directed by Christina Sejus, who is on Broadway in SpongeBob and is getting ready to be a part of A Wonderful World when it has its out-of-town tryout, first in New Orleans and then in Chicago. So interested to hear what comes of that. Then we also got some news about an upcoming off-Broadway play called No Good Things Dwell in the Flesh. The cast will feature Kelly Overbay, Carmen Zillis, and T. Ryder Smith when the show has its world premiere production off-Broadway at the ART New York Theaters from September 6th through the 23rd. It is directed by Rory McGregor and tells the story of an aging Russian tailor who must confront the one thing she can't alter— her own mortality. It takes place in Queens. So uh, very interested in that one. Kelly Overbay is uh, really, really talented. All right, Grace, I have a couple feel-good recommendations here. The first one is Danielle Wade performing the song Get Happy from Goodspeed's Summerstock. I-, I love the fact that they are continually pumping out more and more videos from, from this one. Um, so definitely want to check that out. And then, Grace, I feel like we might have talked about this before. I don't think you listen to the podcast Smart List, do you? I don't. I am smart less. <laughs> well, that's how they that's how they do it. The L is capitalized. Um, so this is the Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes podcast. I don't listen to it either, but everybody else in my family pretty much does. My mom does. My sister does. My brother does. I will regularly get texts or even clips from my mom and sister. But my brother drove me to the airport today and he had that on. And this most recent episode featured Jessica Chastain and they recorded it earlier in the summer, really just right after the Tony Awards. So Jessica and Sean talked quite a bit about their 
Broadway journeys and their their Tony season and campaigns. Jessica talked quite a bit about you know what it's like to do um, a, a doll's house like she did and then try to have to go back to her regular life. But I do want to mention she dropped some news that I don't. And correct me if I'm wrong, Grace. You might know this. I don't know that I knew. She said that they were going to be doing the show again next year. I'm assuming that's in London. She said it would be for a shorter run than they did on Broadway, but it, she made it sound like it would be multiple times. So maybe it's going to be doing LA, maybe London, maybe somewhere else. I didn't know about this, but she just kind of dropped it. Like that was a known fact, but I didn't know that. Did you remember that or know that by any chance? No, I had no idea. Good them. Yeah. Very good for them. Hopefully the entire cast goes along with it. Um, and then the very last thing that I want to recommend, if you haven't noticed in your podcast feed, depending on your when you're hearing this, it went out earlier in the day in Patreon on Tuesday, and then it dropped at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday night in the regular feed. But our dear friend Ashley Steves has a, a new episode, a new interview in the feeds with James Imes, the Pulitzer Prize winning playwright of Fat Ham. They talked about the show, obviously talked about Shakespeare, softness, and as Ashley talks about in the show notes, rewriting endings. This all has to do um, with the publication of the script for Fat Ham. So highly recommend that getting to hear from one of the great playwrights, the up and coming playwrights working in theater today is always exciting. So definitely want to recommend that. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and threads and wherever else. Blue Sky at BWW. Matt, Grace, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Hockey. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Wednesday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.